In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today is Thursday. I'm going to call today's show the feelings episode because, you know, a lot of our subjects on the show are really in their feelings in, in a range of ways. We have extremely sad and traumatized teen girls. We have opinion editors with too many feelings about trans people. And uh, we have some men on Fox News expressing feelings, suggesting that they are not okay. So we, we will, of course, end with our segment, Are Men Okay? But uh, first, you know, how are you ladies feeling? Are women okay? No. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, I've been on the phone with my health insurance company all day. So no, still. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh yeah. And it's a completely different issue. I have like three different ongoing issues that I'm dealing with regarding health insurance. And it just like, honestly, it just puts me in like the worst fucking place because it's all so shitty for no reason and it shouldn't be this way. And then it gets me all like existentially pissed off because I feel like the entire conversation around Medicare for all has like, like completely faded after Joe Biden won the primary. It's just like Mm. not something anybody's talking about anymore. Mm. And it's literally worse than ever. So yeah, yeah, that's if anyone's like, Elise has a weird vibe on this episode. It's because I'm just like fucking run down by trying to get a prior authorization signed for a medication that I've been on for months but now they've decided that my doctor has to call them and explain to them why I need the medication which is what the prescription is in the first place so really fun stuff yeah we're gonna try to lift our spirits for this episode for you yeah, guys we're well, gonna try though that's what we do that's what that's our job well I'm here to uplift <laughs> by telling you I had food poisoning for yeah. <laughs> no I mean I, I literally saw it Rihanna, um, mm-hmm. and then was like, how can I in solidarity also act like I'm pregnant and just vomit <laughs> everywhere? Ally. Um, my my dog has PTSD. I think I'm going to have to do Reiki treatment treatment from him watching me vomit so much. And like, he was just, and then try oh to eat God. it. It was so gross. Um, oh, so yeah, I was not doing well. I, uh, I'm doing much better now. Um, but yeah, I was not doing well earlier this week. Uh, yeah, but so I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys, uh, held it down for me, but it was, it was like rough. Well, we had Keisha come on too. So it was, yeah, it was so great. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys talked about the, you guys talked about the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. I watched Princess Diaries. I watched Princess Diaries too. Did yeah. not know Shonda Rhimes run, wrote it. I had no idea. Really? I learned. Shonda Rhimes wrote Princess Diaries too. Wow. I did not know. I did the not know. The breadth of work that Shonda Land encompasses. I did not realize that Genovia was in, in Shonda Land. <laughs> in Shonda Land. And whatever, and whatever what an uh, mythical country Prince uh, Raven Simone's princess. <laughs> Like, okay. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Everybody, you know, whatever. Yeah. A lot of people in their feelings. It's that time. It's February. I even like this week have been such a grump about like like the weather's been warm. It's been nice, but oh it's making God, me feel weird. I feel like it's make, like when weather changes, I get it always makes me a little sick and like I, I just feel weird. So I'm just a grump. I'm like, why is it 56 degrees? Oh, world's gonna end, but it's been beautiful. I walk my <laughs> dog. I was, some great yeah. weather. 
weather in New York. Let me tell you. Let me t- on the way out, listen. And that's what it's about, really. It's about the world's going to end. It's about a nice fucking day. You it's know? about a nice fucking day. I was like going to, I was so nauseous yesterday. Took my oh. dog to the dog, par- dog park still, slayed, and it was great. <laughs> so can't say nothing. The things we do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even the weekend yet. Well, you know. Fortunately, we we all have Monday off of President's Day, a very important holiday for women. <laughs> so we will, of course, uh, we're going to all, the three of us, be back on Tuesday. So next week's episodes will be on Tuesday and Thursday so that we're making uh, some reactive videos. So before we get into the main news, on to a very quick Republican you not, because this just happened and it felt like it, it prompted a reaction. Can we get Republic- a shout out for that pun? Thank you. Republican you not? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Pour one out. Yeah. Republican, you not perjure yourself before a grand jury. A Georgia grand jury said one or more of the 75 witnesses in a criminal probe of former President Donald Trump may have lied under oath while testifying. So this is like kind of like a, it's kind of a tease of an initial report from this grand jury. Basically, they're giving us like the intro and the conclusion. They're like, we found no fraud, which I don't know, maybe I'm a dumb dumb. I didn't even know they were still looking at that. I thought we knew that that was not, that did not happen. (laughs) But they're like, yep, definitely was no fraud. We're sure. So thanks, ladies and gentlemen. But they also said that, you know, at least a couple of these 75 witnesses, whoever they were, definitely perjured themselves and they they suggested that the prosecutor pursue charges against them. They also considered whether Trump should be indicted, but that portion of the report remains under seal until when, I, I don't know. So now we just know they said, can confirm no fraud and somebody somebody lied. But, you know, these witnesses included everybody from kind of like election workers to poll workers to, I think, political allies. So it's like... To me, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that some like deranged election worker. Right. Like, is this the one that Rudy was involved in? <laughs> yeah. Because then yeah. I, I have a solid guess as to who might have perjured themselves. Yeah. Um, well, when Paul you said worker, Rudy Giuliani, you said um, Republican grand jury, President Donald Trump and fraud. There's so many cases right now with Donald Trump <laughs> that when you said they couldn't find any fraud, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then you're like, Fair. oh, this is the election case. Yes. They Thank you for find clarifying. Fraud for the elections because everything else is a fraud. Um, yes. So I'm like, are they like, are, can yeah. they not see what's going yeah. on? How they the not real find estate fortunes, fraud. fraud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, now we're talking elections. Yes, of course. There's tons of frauds. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was involved fraud um (laughs) i will just say quick aside in my moment of sickness i did watch the sarah lawrence uh Mm. sex cult doc and the guy who ran it the guy who ran it larry ray um basically this whole thing was like he's a big liar and stuff but he's like really close friends with rudy giuliani so they're like so i'm like they're like oh yeah the fbi is trying to kill me and all this stuff yeah and it's like i don't know if he's Friends with Rudy Giuliani. Some of this shit sounds true. Uh, it's really, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Watch that. It's on my list for. Uh, it's, it's on, on my Hulu. list for the weekend. It's on Hulu. Got it. Yeah. Got it. All right. So now let's get into. You heard it here. Second. This is this is a. If you saw this headline, I just kept thinking out this headline this week and how much it bummed me out. At least it was in the newsletter, but the CDC published its biannual youth risk behavior survey and found that rates of mental health crises for teens have moved in the wrong direction since the pandemic. So I think things should be recovering and they are not. So we're going to specifically talk about um, some of the insights on teen girls, but they found insights for everybody. There are specifically disturbing um, you know, insights along racial lines for LGBTQ youth. Uh, I, we're going to take some time to look at the teenage girl statistics. So the director said the results are alarming and said teenage girls specifically are, quote, suffering through an overwhelming wave of violence and trauma, and it's affecting their mental health. of teen girls surveyed reported feeling, quote, persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. So that's like three out of five. And that was double the rate of teen boys. The survey also found an 11% increase in reports of sexual violence against teen girls, with one in five saying that they experienced sexual violence in the past year. And 30% said they have seriously considered dying by suicide, which is a percentage that's risen 60% over the past 10 years. And to broaden out, overall, more than 40% of boys and girls said they felt so sad or hopeless within the past year that they were unable to do their regular activities. And as I said, those numbers increased considerably for LGBTQ youth. Um, a lot of the quotes I read, you know, from the CDC director or one of these staff people that had a teenage girl as her daughter was just, you know, specifically detailing 
how disturbing this is. I mean, the three of us having had experiences of having been a teenage girl, do these numbers seem, you know, normal to you or do they seem out of the ordinary? And what do you think is it could it I don't know. What what do you think of it? I mean, being a teenage girl, being a teenager is very difficult. I think And you are authority um, in the space as and I the am, yes, most of your I teenage have self. Yes. In the in the teenage life space. Um, I struggled a lot with depression and, and anxiety as a teenager. That was really it's that was really hard for me to understand and kind of figure out. But you know, we know that social media has a negative health effect on teenage girls in particular. So if we spend two years where basically all of their socializing is moved online, all of their normal in-person social networks are cut off. There's no way that's not going to have a negative effect on their mental health. And then when we're looking at these violent, like sexual violence statistics, one of the things that we talked about a lot during the pandemic is like the thing that's difficult with school closures is for some kids, school is when they are away from the people that are abusing them. Yeah. And so, you know, we have an increase in these girls being stuck at home with abusers or potential abusers in this situation. We have uh, teenagers in general whose socialization has been totally warped and paused at a really, really important point. And I think all of that is coming together in these statistics. Yeah. Well said. What do you think, Millie? Yeah, I just feel like there's many, many issues here. I mean, I think that um, the, a lot of social media, like the purpose of it is literally to sell and to get you addicted to it. And, um, you know, things like TikTok, they're, watch they're serving you what they think you're going to see already. So like, it's not necessarily things, especially for children that are going to uplift or inspire, you know, it is really enlightening that like in China, the TikTok guidelines are way more strict. They only have, are allowed to be on one to two hours a day and they're served way more, you know, STEM videos and all that. And in, a, you know, in other countries, everywhere else is just unfiltered. So anything that these girls are watching, they're amplifying it, watching it like a million times. And, and yeah, I do feel like there is not this, like, I feel like there, because of this kind of online presence and the way that, you know, it's not even anymore about like everything that you make online is going to be seen, can be seen by many strangers. It's not like before where you could have a private, MySpace page or, you know, I guess you can still have private TikToks, but like kind of the point is to be seen by others. So it doesn't really give you space or room to grow. And then in terms of like, you know, the, the violence that they're experiencing and the trauma, I mean, you know, that is like a greater trend of society of like, we're not really acclimating, you know, the world has shifted and changed, but a lot of people's views on what it is to be a teenage girl, how teenage girls express sexuality, how they can express themselves wearing clothes. Like it's this weird space where you're supposed to be like withholding and not wanting sex or anything like that. But then also like while still being sexualized in the sick way and like fighting off men who are older than it's, it's just a really complicated, difficult time. So I'm not surprised. And then on top of that with like schools that want to know when you're getting your period and all this stuff. And like, I don't know. It's like, I can totally, I mean, being on Instagram as myself, a fully formed adult who like has a career and all that stuff. Like I can feel hopeless and sad, like easily. So I can't imagine like, you know, being way more formidable and all that, you know, and not having the tools to like tools or resources to really take yourself out because that's kind of the other thing is that, you know, we always talk about it's, you know, it's, it's so much easier to get a gun or to do something reckless than it is to like 
find a counselor or go to a group therapy session or or, or get or your get mental those- health medication yes. approved by a prior <laughs> authorization from your health insurance company. Yes, that too, at least. <laughs> Thank you. It's so much easier to do those things than the things that actually Especially help like if you're already mentally ill, you're yeah. supposed to go through all of that to get help. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. As you were talking, Millie, I mean, I can't imagine we were teen girls and there was like a a social life outside of school that was mainly, it was just AIM. But now these kids have entire, in MySpace, yes, 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 ladder (laughs) in MySpace. Yeah, top eight was, top eight was polarizing. Can I tell you something psychotic? Oh, please. I, I used HTML code to turn my (laughs) top eight into a top three because I was sick. Uh, I mean, not that is to expand great. the court to make it more. Uh, it you know what? And I, I put get both it. my boyfriends in there. No, I get it. I get it. like so. Well, you are toxic and crazy, but also <laughs> like I'm like that, you know it cuts the po- yeah it cuts the politics off. But honestly, you're also a toxic person. So uh, Elise was suffering through an overwhelming wave. <laughs> I mean, listen to the her tour Chaos. insurance company. She clearly needs whatever I she's fighting my- for. <laughs> So just give, uh, just listen to the, they, they want prior authorization. Let them listen to the an episode of It's MySpace top three. Yeah. This top, I turned it into a top three. Anyway, continue with the actual important no, news. No, I, no, you're right. It is, it, but this is like, Elise and I were talking about this before. It's like the amount of productivity this sucks up and the fact that it's a dis- healthcare and it's a distinctly American, American problem. It's like, I just wanted to go to a fucking dermatologist this week. I've never had a problem. They call, they're like, you need a, you need a referral. I'm like, for a dermatologist? For a dermatologist, y'all, I might, I'm, look, I'm like trying to freeze my embryos right now and it's like, they're like, we cover it except for 75% of it and you have to go on a Tuesday and if if you use this cup to jerk off in, it's different than this cup and it's like, what the fuck, it's all a mess. Anyway. That reminds me of, this is, that reminds you? That reminds me of one time. Uh, my my quad. We did a fundraiser car wash in a parking lot of an Arby's, and they're like for healthcare. <laughs> no, for oh. whatever. But they're like, wow, we're gonna give you guys free coupons for chicken nuggets, and it was like free chicken nuggets, small font on Tuesdays and Thursdays between two and five p.m. <laughs> before three weeks from now, and this and then it's just like. Just Every don't healthcare give me plan. Any fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Every healthcare yeah. plan. I mean, yeah, I barely use my healthcare plan just because it's so obnoxious. You know what? That's probably by design. These assholes. It's by it design. Is. It all is. is by design. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the cruelty is the point. And teen girls, <laughs> if you're listening, you know, I have some if teen girls. Being an adult is, uh, it's not worse. Uh, I think being 30 is fun. I've been in my 30s. I think this is fun, but mm-hmm. it's still tough. Uh, but Until it's, you, not yeah. as, it's fucking. Because 20 sucks. Being in your 20s sucks. 20s is confusing. But then as soon as you get to your mid-30s, you wish you were in your late 20s again. I don't. I do. (laughs) Mostly because I I said I've got to freeze my embryos. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, the the egg freezing stuff sucks. But also, um, the Saturn return was rough for me. Yeah. See, I was actually – I want to go see somebody because I think mine – I don't think I had mine. And I think mine was delayed and it's coming (laughs) around now. It's supposed to be when it's delayed. At yeah, like 28, crazy. right? I mean, no, I know. 28 to 31, right? 28 to 31. 27 to 31. Yeah. Well, um, something's happened to me now. So, 
I can, we can get your new that. chart read. I will. Read. I will. Oh my Maybe. God. When I was, so the Super Bowl party, it was also my friend's birthday party at the same time. And she had an astrologer there. Oh, fun. That's and awesome. this little girl, this little like girl was there getting her astrology. Oh, I read saw you she, share that. She was like 10 years old and she's like really upset. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. If I knew, if I met an astrologer at 10 years old, man, that is really the knowledge of, of I don't know. I think I believe in all that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think that all the things you were saying about the social media aspect, it's like we're seeing how much it is interfering with adults' mental health. And we talk about it personally. That, of course, like you said, Millie, that if you don't have, we even, you know, I think a lot of us have had to train ourselves, but when I am feeling some type of way about content I'm seeing, I have the impulse now to be like, this is a highlight reel. Like this is, this is okay. I've, I, I, I am in my, I am 33. That is not who I am. I'm never going to be that. They don't know that. They're like, oh gosh, I have to be that. I have to be this. And there's all of these, yeah. there's an entirely, entire social life and social hierarchy outside of, I mean, this is like, there was a video that came on, on a lot of our for you pages. Actually, we were talking about it badges the other day of a, of a young, young girl getting ready for a bat mitzvah and doing a full beat. And like the parents had obviously turned the comments off and like, I, I'm sure it's like, but part of me is like, it is lovely to be a girl and that's fun to do sometimes. And, and I wanted that when I was young too, but it's like, oh, that's what all these young girls aspire to is like talking is like being a person that talks to the camera while putting their highlighter on. It's just, it's too soon. It's too young. Like let your imagination focus on other things. I literally saw, I wonder if this is the same video though. I don't think she Maybe said it was like a was, prank. I don't know if she said she was going There's to a bar mitzvah, but I saw a video last night on TikTok of a girl who looked young to me and she was not only doing her makeup in the video but she was explaining how she had turned off the comments on her last oh. video because people were making fun of how expressive her face was and she's like I just don't want people to be being mean to me on here and then when I went to look at the comments on this video you know how TikTok like auto populates like a search yeah. option the search option was her full name, weird face. Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, that is a perfect. Like, what the fuck? Like, so, of course, 57% of teen girls are feeling persistently sad and hopeless. I mean, when when at that age, you're already thinking like, oh, I have a weird face. She will never get over that. Like, Yeah, well, and like the girl kind of looked like she was maybe like she could have been like early 20s but just looked really young. Mm -hmm. She had like. One yeah, of those faces. Not a weird face, just yes. a young face. <laughs> but like, even now, if some, if I looked at my TikTok yeah. and it auto-populated Elise Morales' weird face, I'd be done. I, it's lights out. Like, I'd be fucking done. I, that's so crazy. Exactly. Yeah, just the the stuff that they are like confronted with, and it's like, yeah. We had it rough looking at, you know, Nicole Richie on the front of an InTouch magazine. It, so that was rough. But now, yeah, it's just different that the entire world. Literally, billions of people could have access to you and and list out your flaws at any time is just like – it makes me really terrified, the idea of having and a And even – I mean, the early 2000s are obviously like incredibly toxic celebrity culture, beauty standards, all that stuff. But at least there was still kind of this understanding like, okay, but I'm looking at a very famous celebrity. Like I True. had – I was like, this yeah. is a special person. And, you know, that caused it – it still gave me – weird body image stuff and whatnot, but like to be inundated with images of other girls who are supposedly just like you. Yeah. And, that's what their like, marketability who are actually is, supposed yeah. to be on the same level as you. And they're just other girls at middle school who are pretty and have the going clothes to the gym, da, da, da. doing and their yeah, makeup. Like, yeah. That I can't imagine what that would have done to me because oh. that would because like when I looked at Britney Spears as a girl I there was at least an understanding that I'm like okay but she is a pop star who is famous and like has a team and all of this stuff if I'm looking at and just like Jessica from the other class that's psychologically mm -hmm. damaging well I saw this get ready with me the other day and I watched the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And it was just getting ready with me. It's intoxicating. For, in, for like a university of Alabama. And it was this white Roll girl. Tide. And, 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 um, Jesus Christ. 
She like her dorm was perfect. She woke up with the heatless curls. Like, oh, you are you know, talking about did... Alex Earl? That's the one no, that everyone loves Alex... right now. No, 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 not her. It was some redhead. But it was just this girl who did. Oh, like, I saw that li- one. Yeah, literally like a two-hour morning get ready routine to put on legging to look effortless to put on legging to go to class, and I'm just like. Yeah, this would severely have fucked me up um, mm-hmm. in college, you know, but I just, again, again, it still fucks me up. I'm an yeah. adult woman. I have, I'm on, I'm on medication. I have a therapist. I have a psychiatrist and I still have a toxic relationship with Instagram. I cannot imagine being 14 or 15 and all that. <laughs> it, it, it's just yeah. crazy too, because my nieces and nephews, like, like I, I sometimes I feel like they're in different worlds or whatever because they're yeah I'm I'm in my thirties they're they're fifteen and it just hit me really that like they're like I was like oh man I hate this like I was going through TikTok <laughs> and I'm like oh, I hate this comedian he fucking sucks he's such a hack they're like oh that guy I see his oh, videos no. he has funny clips sometimes yeah. and I'm like oh my god we're on the same internet like mm-hmm. they don't know yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, oh man, yeah, like it's crazy. Right. We're yeah, all I mean, like you said, we we're still doing. Like, I even will, you know, see the like New York City girlies getting ready to go out, or then I'll see them out, and it's like when I go run an errand, I always am dressed like I woke up or just am about to work out. I'm never looking nice, and so so I am at like I still feel that pang of insecurity that like oh I don't belong, like I haven't earned this, I don't belong, I'm not pretty enough or stylish enough to be there. So to to have that imp- imprinted on you at such a young age is definitely. And I just to close this out, I just I guess these these statistics kind of surprised me because we talk a lot about on the show and just it's sort of a thing that Gen Z has this this um really strong radi- radical confidence. But it's interesting like that just seems sort of surface and it doesn't necessarily uh relate to how they're feeling emotionally. You know, being a teen is being a teen and being a Gen, Gen Z like I don't buy the radical confidence like I just feel like, have you ever interacted with a Gen Z who's made a slight mistake? It's like the end of their world. I just, I just, I had, I have this Gen Z, like who I used to work with at Netflix and she came to one of my shows and she, you know, my friend Brian Brian Bahi is Native American, but he has a bunch of stand up about how he, people think he's Asian. So my friend brought up like, oh yeah like something about him being Asian. And then I was like, Oh, he's not Asian. He's native American. This girl looked distraught. She, it like ruined her night. She was like tearing up. She's like, I'm so sorry. uh," And then she had to like rush. Like, (laughs) Jeffrey is not okay. That is because really I did that same thing with that same comedian and you just had to correct me. And I was like, Oh shit, I I should be, you know, I need to watch that next time. Yeah. I didn't weep. Well, that's exactly Isn't what it? I'm yeah, saying, yeah. though. That's so be, interesting. Be kind to the Gen true. Zs in your life. They are not. They are not as. They are not as strong, and uh, as they appear, they can make a phone call. They cannot. Absolutely not. They can't make a phone call. Mail I mean, a letter. Forget about it. Yeah. I can't. Make, I, You're trying. Have, You've been trying. I'm. You can make a phone I, I call, but you want trying. one phone call to be it. I think you, you want to make on, multiple yeah. phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I think at least yeah, you've just been on true. the same call since Tuesday. Well, yeah. yeah, I can talk to a robot on the phone for 17 <laughs> hours, but like I can't call like a friend. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So now we're going to discuss uh, how the nation's largest and most influential newspaper has spent the better part of the last few years punching down at some of our most marginalized people. So this week, the New York Times received an open letter signed by 200 contributors calling out its coverage of transgender issues and citing, quote, serious concerns about editorial bias in the newspaper's reporting about transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. Pretty prominent contributors signed this. They range from like Roxane Gay to like Lena Dunham. Um, Trying to think, it's just celebrities that had written for them before, and other prominent, some other prominent journalists. In the letter, they say the Times has treated coverage of gender diversity, quote, with an eerily familiar mix of pseudoscience and euphemistic charged language. The letter points to a few different examples that misrepresented the reasons why teenagers transition and left out crucial context, such as the anti-trans agenda of some of the sources. So, like one specific article, you know, I think it might be several of them. Honestly, they'll they'll use a source and then not really explain that. That source is, is like the leader of an anti-trans group or like a parent group that's trying to change something. And and that that has to be included. And editors can decide if that disqualifies the source, but it has to be included. And and it just – it sounds like it has not been. It also points to a few articles that just have extremely charged language around the topic. I mean, if you – from my reading of this article, it really just seems like the authors and these writers are bugging out about trans kids and like they can't get over it and they use really charged language about it. Like I think one of them refers to one of the first, I think, teen, like children known to have, you know, pursued gender affirmation uh, treatments as patient zero. It's not a virus, you know, it's not yeah. a pandemic of, so it's just stuff like that that should never have even been left, you know, in that piece. And so the letter recognizes that the outlet does a fair amount of good reporting on trans issues but that it's been eclipsed by more than 15,000 words of front page coverage debating the propriety of medical care for transgender children that have been published in the past eight months alone. So to me, my sense of this letter and also just my sense of the coverage is that it's just like the opinion writers seem kind of obsessed with it. And like when we're talking so much, I mean, this is usually how we call out people who are trying to ban books and drag queens. And it's like, you're the ones grooming when you, when you have these ideas about about young people. So in reaction, the Times simply said that, you know, we we cover everything in this topic deeply and empathetically, and they just cover a range of issues. And, you know, we have a range of opinions about this among our audience uh, where we do everything. You know, I had some people react to us posting this morning by saying, you know, it's a newspaper. They can publish varying opinions. And that's true. I think the the issue is Number one, why why do they keep publishing the same opinion about mm-hmm. these? Why do they publish some pretty bad opinions about it? And I guess mm-hmm. it's just like if you read the articles, and I'll stop in a second, it's just very privileged people, again, like can't get over this, like that kids might transition and that even one of them might decide later in life that that wasn't the right choice, which happens with nearly everything that human beings like do. But the the New York Times is just fixated on hiring writers who are obsessed with this. Well, and like, yes, they are a newspaper. They can publish varying opinions. But uh, people can also push back Mm. on the opinions that they publish. The New York Times has not always been right about the opinions that it's published. You can go back in their archive and see all manner of opinion pieces that they've published that are not considered acceptable now. And so, like... Very true. Yeah, if contributors and LGBTQ advocacy groups want to point out what they're seeing that's also their right to do and I do think that it's like I think a lot of these articles make a lot of false equivalences between things of being like well you know this trans kid has their opinion about themselves but here's a random man who says <sighs> no <laughs> like, and the like, random okay. man is a leader of an anti-trans yeah that exactly they don't is yeah. like is like a virulent transphobe so it's you know there's a lot more to it than that and also yes they can publish whatever opinions they want but it does seem like what the people in this letter are saying is that they have not seen a balance 
of people who, you know, opinion pieces by people who are like pro-trans yeah. rights. And they did choose not to renew a contract with their only trans um, opinion writer that works there. Well, exactly. And th- that's the thing. It's like they want to s- – the, the thing with these fair and balanced, like all this shit is that – they're never giving opinion pieces to leftist progressive people to say what they think about what's going on or even if society isn't moving quick enough or other stuff, it's always about people who are like college students are ruining America and all that dumb bullshit. And it's like, um, I, you know, I was laughing, you know, I was giggling earlier because they, you know, they, they, they did this letter and I don't know if you're going to cover it, but then like two days later, they had the J.K. Rowling yeah, defense of so, J.K. So Rowling. let's get to that because yeah. literally, literally the next day, you know, the New York Times apparently saw no reason to hold back an op-ed today titled "In Defense of J.K. Rowling." So again, as we're talking about this, it's like, regardless of your personal views about like, uh, you know, trans girls in sports, read. I encourage you to read this op-ed because it's very bad and poorly argued, and that is the problem. They are inviting bad and poorly argued mm-hmm. pieces, and it's like. Jesus Christ, if you're going to publish opinions, publish good ones. Well, this pa- this one's Pamela a lot, yeah. Paul, who wrote this, I just read a like profile of who her in The New Yorker. She is, uh, it's very funny. She's one of those people who's like, I don't ever want to be contrarian. And then if you look at all of her <gasps> opinion pieces, it's all like, wokeness has gone too far. Cancel culture is bad. Like, oh my God. she's very obsessed with all of that. She is very, uh, she's got two with, first names and one of them is a man's. I, she's you know. got very, she's very obsessed with like how she, how she's perceived and like any, uh, any chance that she might be perceived negatively. And so, it makes sense to me after reading this profile about this like deeply insecure woman who's like, I left Twitter so no one would ever cancel me. Like uh, that she would feel a kindred spirit with that makes a lot J.K. Of Rowling, who is a billionaire who lives in a castle uh, and refuses to learn, not only like learn or be educated about trans people, but... At this point, obviously, this is something I follow very closely, <laughs> her behavior. Uh, and she has chosen over and over again to double down in this kind of like gleeful, very like, you want me to shut up? Tell it to my bank account, bitch. Like, that's her entire vibe She just now. sort of is like, I, she's so certain she'll be vindicated and she's so wrong. And yeah. yeah. And it's kind of also funny because... That is kind of what the New York Times is doing. Like yeah. as a publication is like, instead of being like, you know what? Take a step back. Actually, I do have to reflect because that's all people have been asking from JK for this whole time is like, take a step back and reflect. And like, maybe you're not the person to to to, to see this or like, maybe you need to learn more information or maybe we need to hear my favorite, favorite meme is a VeggieTales meme that's popular. It's like, Sometimes it's not our turn to talk. Yep. And that yep. is what, and the thing is <laughs> that instead of that, JK Rowling's like, uh-uh, it is my turn to talk. And I'm, and I, my money talks and blah, 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 you know, all that other shit. What it's just like, yeah, it is like, of course, people who feel that way, again, like the world is changing in a way that's too fast for many people, for men, for white men, for white, for, and then for women who, you know, again, we can have nuanced conversations like we do all the time about like, you know, how long did it take for us to even accept that women should get equal treatment or like, we're not still paid equally. And there are issues that, you know, but like including people who may or may not have uteruses like into this movement doesn't take away from our, you know, but it it is those people who like, again, it's just happening too fast for them. And instead of, instead of like being like, well, hold on, maybe I need to see what's going on and then move. It's more like, well, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to keep on doing this thing. 
Yeah, I feel like with J.K. Rowling in particular, it's very similar to what we've seen with Dave Chappelle and even like Louis C.K., which is where it's like, these are people who did earlier in their career uh, speak from kind of a progressive place. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave Chappelle critiqued the Bush administration on his show. The Harry Potter books have very explicit messaging around acceptance, around not being wizard races, don't use slurs, like, accept the outsiders, people who consider themselves pure blood, like, that's bullshit. That was all in there, and I don't think that that was, like, not from a genuine place, but when the conversation moved beyond what she was naturally inclined to understand, Mm. and she got pushback, Instead of taking the opportunity to like learn and see where what she was saying was harmful, she was just like, how dare anyone criticize me? I've literally never been criticized. People used to love me because I would dunk on Donald Trump and be like, don't insult Voldemort by calling him Trump. Like she used to do stuff like that. And so as soon as she got any criticism, instead of hearing it, she doubled and tripled down. It's very similar to how Dave Chappelle has now made his entire life talking about trans people and now also Jewish people just kind of anything and how you know Louis CK used to be like I mean he had that joke that was like the biggest danger to women is men or whatever and then as soon as he's called out for extremely problematic behavior that harmed women and made them stop their careers he just goes on the right wing cancel culture apology tour and completely flips because I think when people are used to being praised for being right for so long, as soon as someone says you're wrong on a particular issue and they've reached that level of privilege where you're J.K. Rowling lives in a famous castle. And this is actually I talk about this in my solo show, which I'm bringing back on March 8th at Union Hall. But International Women's Day, iconic. She constantly is pretending that she has been doxxed. When I tell you she lives in a famous castle, it is on walking tours of Edinburgh. Well, this is a big part of Pamela Paul's op-ed. Like, they're they're doxing her. They're doxing her. She, that is like Joe Biden being like, I've been doxed. (laughs) Someone posted my address. Like, you're psychotic. You live in a famous castle. It is called, like, Kilkenny. You can go on a walking tour there. So for a trans person to show up in front of your famous castle that you live in, and be like, I'm here at J.K. Rowling's castle is not doxing. <laughs> that is not what doxing is. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like you say all the time, Millie, is that these these people, you know, they they not only want the freedom to say this, but they still want to be adored. And you're right. Like, at least she has made this like this. This op-ed, I think, is coming out ahead of like a an interview series that Rowling yes. like set up for herself where this is sort of the subject of a lot of it. And so Pamela Paul, this op-ed specifically, just some weird parts of it are like, first of all, she insists that um, that J.K. Rowling has never said anything transphobic. And one thing that sort of <laughs> stood out to me with that is that I like – May, the thing I believe the things that she had said are transphobic, but still there is a slight difference between transphobia and trans exclusionary radical feminism. And I think what this author was trying to maybe say is like she thinks that trans people have a right to exist. They're just not women. They just can't. Oh they're not God. women. Like we don't want to. She doesn't want to hurt them. So that's sort of like where she's starting. And then she's then she sort of goes and like simps for J.K. Rowling the whole time. One weird thing that she does is she cites she cites the stabbing of Salman Rushdie. And this is again, this is the author this of the op-ed, so not J.K. Rowling. Oh my God. This was crazy. This blew my mind when she. This she's line just like I because know. look what happened to Salman Rushdie because a, a maniac stabbed him for something he wrote, and it's like. Well, that's you can't just say one person because it's like, well, Hitler wrote a book too. Should nobody have gone after him? Yeah. What are you talking about? You like, know what? And I, this is what as I. As long think as you're an that, author, you're no one can do anything. And this is like what I think, you know, is like the. <laughs> what happened to being happy with your money? And just, and just like, there's a, there's a really famous Nas song that came out when I was a kid. It was like, you can hate me now, but I won't stop now. And it's literally like Nas as Jesus Christ, like literally like he's Jesus and all the haters are throwing rocks at him and like, God, they're 
Nas is not Jesus Christ, whatever. But it, <laughs> what happened to that attitude of like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you hate me. Like that's more powerful. Like whatever. If you want to say that, True. That, yeah. I think that's the thing that's really bothering people. And I think that's the most annoying thing about it is that you can have your reprehensible views. You can say shit like trans women aren't women and all that shit, which is wrong and stupid or whatever. And you could say it in your castle and be fucking comfortable with your money. But that's, but again, with these interviews that she's doing with the fucking simping of Pamela Paul, it's like, it's not a, these, it's not, it's never enough for these people. They also want people to constantly like, Oh, thank you so much for saying that trans women aren't women. Yeah. Like, like, no, you're not going to get that. One you day you'll be vindicated, that. JK. Like, what are you yeah, wishing yeah, you are harm on already are you on Fox News? There have been trans people for yeah. fucking ever. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, it's, it's not even that she's not vindicated because she is vindicated by turfs, by by Republicans, yeah. by uh, Tories, by all those people. She is vindicated, but she wants to be vindicated by everybody. She wants to be vindicated by the right people. She wants to be vindicated by people she thinks have uh, you know are are cool or whatever. And you're just not going to get that. You're not, you're never going to get, and I mean, I think that's the one thing probably money can't get you is that like, yeah, you know, Elon Musk has learned that Elon Musk is, he still hasn't learned money that. Money doesn't make anybody like you, babe. It can't well, make, it can't make And neither like does you. power Donald Trump, but, <laughs> it, yeah. and I think that's the thing that's just really annoying. I mean, very similar, you know, it's, I've reminded of Chrissy Teigen. It's just like, you know, you can be rich and have your opinions and that doesn't mean that everyone's going to like you and you have mm -hmm. to be okay with that. And when you're mm -hmm. not, that's when people can feel it. And it's right. and just sort of say like, people aren't, people have feel some type of way about me because uh, like the, another, the other funniest thing about this, this op-ed was that the Pamela Paul claims that there are children who feel too guilty to read Harry Potter. And I just true. don't think have that's true. I think pair like, no, the, the, the books themselves the do full. not have transphobic themes, to my knowledge. Um, and I, I would be feel perfectly comfortable giving my eight-year-old a Harry Potter book and then sort well, that out later. But yeah. like, Maybe not with the Cho Chang of it all. but Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but we should talk about that before. For a I should also know on March 8th we go into all of that. But one thing I do want to say about the J.K. Rowling of it all, because oftentimes – Rowling's defenders will point to certain statements she's made where she says, you know, I think trans people have a right to exist, et cetera. And they'll pull them and say, look, everyone calls her transphobic, even though she said these things. J.K. Rowling has been a member of sort of left-leaning circles for a very long time. She is smart. She knows how to couch what she's doing in the correct language she knows how that specifically she should say x y and z while at the same time undermining the trans rights movement in the uk i think um you know here our trans debate is really rooted in like save the children like get rid of drag shows save the children that's where a lot of like our stuff comes from but over in the UK, it is a lot more based in the stuff that J.K. Rowling is amplifying, which is like um, the turfy stuff, the like, I'm trying to protect women's spaces. I'm it, it has this kind of faux feminism angle to it there, which we do see here with people being like, we're protecting women's sports and da da da. Like each, both arguments are at play kind of everywhere, but I feel like where like when you think about the stuff she's saying you have to think of it as if she's basically saying like of course I agree trans people should exist I'm just worried about children and I just want to make sure that children aren't being harmed with like she's couching it in terms mm -hmm. specifically geared towards the trans debate as it is existing in the UK and hiding her views in that way she's yeah. laundering them purposefully through this kind of fake feminist yeah. thing and this also comes before we pivot amid um the scottish first minister who is going to resign one thing that kind of 
didn't help her lately was that there was like a bill in Scotland that basically was going to really accelerate the time period for which you could change your gender identity and you didn't have to get uh, like diagnosed with gender dysphoria. And the UK, I'm not exactly sure how, was basically like, absolutely not. And it became a big thing and it did not happen. So there is, it seems like there is an energy in that discourse there that everybody's kind of playing into. And uh, JK Rowling is grossly kind of optimizing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, finally we have reached our favorite segment. Are men okay? Not me. Goat's milk latte drinking. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is Avoc- unappealing. Avocado toast eating insiders only. That does not lend credibility to your argument. It makes you look mean. Of course, as soon as I made a custom segment opener sound for that, men said the craziest things they have ever said. I think you all know where we are going with this today. On Valentine's Day, Chelsea Handler published a satirical video about a day in her life as a single woman without children. It was very funny. It was just about how free and fulfilling her life is. Great. But some people were extremely triggered. Ben Shapiro said it's written all over her face how miserable she is. Tucker Carlson called her in. This is going to go on our new intro hopefully next week. Tucker Carlson (laughs) called her an aging, deeply unlikable woman. (laughs) Aren't we all who had never had kids? We should rename our podcast that Aging, Deeply Unlikable Woman. Then then his guest, Jesse Kelly, had this to offer. You've probably heard it, but let's play that clip again for our listeners. Jesse, does narcissism, does living for yourself, when it's always about you, is that the road to joy and fulfillment? I wonder. You know, I, I wonder why you called me a wise man, Tucker, because I'm actually very stupid. You see, when I was a kid, <laughs> I thought I was wise. I thought I was very intelligent. I did. And you know why I thought that, Tucker? Because I had a mom who loved me. And she was always, Jesse, you're the smartest. And Jesse, you're the best. And then one day, I'm 18 years old, and I got a 0.0 grade point average in college. I'm not making that up. And I realized... You're not actually smart. Everything you've been told is a lie, Jesse. You're actually quite stupid, and you're going to have to deal with that. That's what you (laughs) see women like Chelsea Handler, feminists like Chelsea Handler, going with now. They've been lied to by their society forever, that you could be a girl boss, and you can do anything a man can do, which everyone who's ever seen a woman back up a vehicle knows that's not true. But either way, they've been told that they should do career and don't, uh, don't do a family or anything like that. And soon you're Chelsea Handler. Soon it's Valentine's Day. And your womb resembles a dried up tumbleweed blowing down an old Western town. And your Valentine's Day date for the 10th year in a row is a 10 year old copy of Magic Mike and a half full bottle of Xanax. And you're trying to pretend like you're happy, but you're not happy. And it's actually not her fault. She's been lied to by a country that has lost its way. So for me, I hear this and I think, Lisa Rana, you're so angry. He's so angry. It's wow. Um, Are men okay? Absolutely not. Uh, I love Chelsea Handler's response where she was like, I take way more than a half a bottle of Xanax. I know. Also, like, there's a new Magic Mike movie. And I hear it's great. Yeah. And I hear it's really good. So why? Yeah, what is he talking about? The DVD? The DVD. It's like, first of all, there's like been two more Magic Mikes. And one came out literally two days ago. Um, It's, yeah. Again, this is just... You know, the, the the crazy thing is not one woman has said, like, they have not one woman in any of their things. Like, it's literally all white men. Like, I know. They have not asked one woman what she thinks of this or anything. You know what's so, 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 so funny is that about this thing? 
I did not see Chelsea Handler's A Day in the Life of a Child-Free Woman's video until my friend from back home from Miami, who has three kids, sent it to me and was like, this is so funny. And then she sent me the response. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. women do not feel this way. That's so true. Like, Yeah. I mean, there are some, Sam and I have talked about like sometimes there are some TikToks that are like, this is my life and without kids. And there are sometimes parents that are like, I love my kid more than anything. And Lisa Traeger had a hilarious joke about that because she was like, great, you get a deeper love than I've ever known and I get to sleep in until 10 a.m. Like we're all fine with this arrangement. It's just Fox News that's mainly not. Well, dudes like this get completely crazy at the idea that a woman can be fulfilled without having children because that is like one of the most patriarchy upending ideas that could Mm -hmm. possibly happen and that's not to say like if you have children you're upholding the patriarchy but it's just like to allow for a woman to say you know what I'm actually gonna live my life a different way and I can be fulfilled and I don't need a child to like reach optimal fulfillment is actually a pretty radical idea. And all of this, like their crazy freak out brought it to mind for me. I don't know if any of y'all have ever looked up like political cartoons from suffrage era of like how they would draw these like old spinsters who childless spinster suffragettes and like these caricatures they would do of them. But it's literally this exact shit. They're like, why don't you go back to your cats and vote for cats, you stupid bitch? And I'm like, oh, my God. God. (laughs) It is. Oh, that's so funny. It is upholding the patriarchy in a way of like, if you don't hold it over women's head that they're going to like die alone and single, they're not going to, you know, the thing that's like scares women and the thing that scares, you know, into settling into into finding a partner that's less than, into doing all the chores in the house, into whatever, is that, oh, your eggs are going to rot, or like, oh, well, don't you want to have a kid? And like, this, these are the things. And like, you are nothing if you don't have kids or this and that. And like, Chelsea Handler, I mean, she said it in her response video, but she said like, one of the greatest joys in her life is that she's been able to pay for the entire college, like, career for, for over 10 people. And like, that is fulfilling to, you know, so it's just like, like family showing up in these different ways and all of that. I mean, we can talk, that's a whole other conversation, but it really is like that people are, you know, women are calling men on their bluff and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I guess I will live with my cats or my fucking dog and it'll still be fucking awesome. And it'll be you know better I mean? than settling for a guy like you. Yeah, it'll be better than suddenly. And like, we don't, you know, it doesn't even have, like, Chelsea Hanna wrote, like, The Day in the Life of Childless Women. You see that on TikTok all the time. I also see people on TikTok all the time who are like, my husband came home from work, went straight to the fucking video games, left me with, all, you know what I mean? Like, we don't need to get, like, Chelsea Handler's. We see it. And mm-hmm. we can talk to our friends and all this stuff. Like, it's, it's our reality. So, yeah. They're calling her, they're, women are calling men on the bluff. And instead of reacting or being like, how can society, and it is an actual problem. I sent, I sent an article in our group chat Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up because it's, it's so good. It's called, it's called, Google it after the show. It's called the tragic disconnect between men and women, no sex, no babies, lots of loneliness, shrinking populations. And it really relates to the story, the, the segment earlier about the teen girls and this one, it made me think about a lot, just sort of this yeah. idea that like. Men feel victim to women's rise, and women also across the world are like, I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm not having kids in this environment. Like, literally in South Korea, mm-hmm. they're like, No, we're not having sex, we're not having kids. Give us a reason, exactly. And that's what I'm saying about the you know, with the JK, all these stories are so connected with the JK Rowling, with with even with Dave Chappelle. It's not like, What can I do to make you know, to make me come off better or to make this. And it's the things like, what can we do as a society to make it more comfortable to have children? Or what can I do as a partner to make it more attractive for a woman to be in my life? Or what can, can we do to better prepare our boys to be in a modern relationship with a woman? Not because he's holding over, he's holding over her credit cards or whatever. It's because she wants to be with him because he's so awesome. These are not the, these are not what we're answering. Instead, instead, it's literally, um, 
ah, well, you're going to die alone and all this. Stuff. And it's just like, no, we have yeah. to like, that's not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. And just one more thing is like, there, there, this one TikTok that I saw where it was like this woman who went to a postpartum clinic. Have you seen those? They have yes. one in Manhattan and it's super nice. It was at it's- the hotel where I did my bachelorette party that night's that hotel is like a thousand dollars a night. It is crazy. It, yeah, it's this super nice hotel with oh nurses, God. and they teach you how to breastfeed, and you go there, and it's just like helping you recover. And they have night nurses, and you sleep in, and all of that stuff. And then hearing that that's more customary in Asian countries and all that, like you know, and even in Latin American countries, it's like you know they might not have those postpartum centers, but they do have. It is a stronger community of like your neighbors are watching your kid, your grandma, your your cousins, your this and that, and that is just that's not what we're at right now. So it's like, what are you gonna offer me, babe? Like I don't got you know what the fuck. Mm-hmm. That's such a great read on it. Is not only is like he reacting to just the rejection of the worldview that keeps him superior. It's like they have had plenty of opportunities to create a world in which, you know, women can be the type of women that they apparently prefer and they have not taken any of those opportunities. That is our show for today. Again, we will be back on Tuesday of next week in observance of President's Day. Reminder, if you needed it, there have been zero lady presidents. (laughs) But someday. There's one woman vice president and she's having a great time. She is. Mm-hmm. She's having the a great time. Wheels on the bus. Wheels on the bus. And the Venn diagrams. <laughs> we love it. I hope that she is not. She is not caught in a cycle of sadness and drama. I hope. I hope. She's yeah. girl bossing in um and she has and a, guess what? a very she important meeting in Munich. Mm-hmm. Mamala, Mamala, that's the way right? to go. Yeah. She's a stepmom. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.